smell about that. That's a first. <laughs> All right, cool, man. Um, today we have share. Uh, yeah, share. And um, he he's going to talk a little bit about. Um, well, tell tell us tell us what you uh, what you do. That'd be a better way to. <laughs> Thanks for having me on, man. So. I'm all about spirituality. You know, I've been on the spiritual journey since I was 14 and, you know, I've really come a long way and have a lot of great experiences to share that could inspire people, you know, save people time in their learning curve and just things like that. So I'm on here and happy to share all that I've experienced and learned and, you know, I'm just here to help and inspire people. Cool. Yeah. And, um, and so, tell me, tell me about how you, um, like when you were younger, you, you had an experience, do you have any experience or when you were so young? I had, yeah, so I've had some really interesting experiences. So when, uh -huh. I, like I, earlier before we started recording, I told you that I had like my spiritual awakening when I was like 14. Um, but even before that, you know, I had some really interesting experiences you know I even had an ET experience multiple times uh, not all that I fully remember but one I remember really vividly because I was really young and I was about I'd say I was like no older than like like 14 or things like that maybe a little younger this might have been around the same time I had my spiritual awakening now that I think of it but uh -huh. late at night, I had this, uh, I'd closed my door and gone to bed. You know, I, was, I lived with my parents at the time in school, all that stuff. And I see this bright orb just appear in my room. And it was like this white bluish orb. And it felt like this such like angelic energy. And, you know, that night I felt like something really dark. Like, I don't know what it was. It was some kind of like darkness. And I know that there's kinds of like, uh, like malevolent entities that go after like, powerful children who will become like spiritual leaders or something like that in the uh -huh. future or just powerful leaders and yeah I used to deal with a lot of that kind of stuff and uh -huh. whatever happened that night I think that that orb it was so bright too it lit up my whole room because my whole room was pretty much pitch black at night and I wasn't dreaming I was wide awake and it was late at night and it wasn't like a hallucination or anything and I was just like whoa and it like whatever darkness I had felt that night it completely like eradicated it like it just left left my room and then after I felt like an energy shift and I didn't uh -huh. really know this stuff back then because like back then I didn't know what I know now I was so confused like all I knew is that I felt something was like protecting me and I I like saw the light disappear right after that like right after like the energy shifted and I began to feel more relaxed and I just like stayed up for a bit wondering what that was and it was really interesting and uh, then after that, like, I ended up having my awakening probably about, like, a couple months later. I don't know the exact time. I don't really remember. But uh, I had watched, like, some YouTube videos. And, you know, it really just triggered this awakening within me. And after then, I just started going down these rabbit holes and learning all this stuff. And I've been mm -hmm. on this, what is it, like, almost eight-year journey now of, like, just learning and learning so many different things trying so many different things failing so many different things and you know it's it's really been a, a roller coaster but I feel like the point I'm at now is uh, a really stable place where I can really um, come from a good place to share my experiences and etc yeah the I had a I had a, a paranormal experience and um, when I was overseas in China um, couple of years ago and um it wasn't life-changing but it was definitely um it definitely changed me yeah what happened uh I, I was i was with a friend and um it was in beijing and we were we had a couple of beers or whatever we, we were we grabbed a couple of beers and um we went on top of this uh, building, my buddy was like, he was like, yeah, let's go on top of this building because I know we, we can get up there. I was like, all right. So we went on. The most of the apartments are high rises in Beijing, so, um, and that that's what we want. We went up to one of those. It was about like twenty floors up, 
it was about four, four or five miles from um, Tenement Square, uh, just south of that. And um, we went on top and we got up there and I looked over to the, um, to the south and, it, and there was a, there was, it was just a, a black object. It was square, perfectly square, and it was moving uh, north, and it was, and it was moving in a, a wave form, and wasn't making any noise or anything. And I saw it. My buddy saw it, and he said, "I was like, what? The, I was like, what the heck is that thing?" And my buddy saw it, and he was like, "Yeah, he was like, it looks like it's being controlled." And that was wow. it. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing, man. I've had some experiences with like UFOs, but nothing, nothing like that. You know, I've seen many things over the years, but mm-hmm. nothing like that vivid. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing. Yeah, I've, I've, I've been reluctant to share because it's like, I don't know, man. I just, I just don't want to get mocked, man. You know what I'm saying? Um, right. I, the right people will always hear you though. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a good, that's a good, that's a good way to put it. Um, but, but yeah, that, that was it. I had, I had a couple other things happen in, uh, in my apartment in that same area. I don't know if that area was just a hot spot or, or, um, or what, but yeah. So. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's awesome, man. You know, when I was little, I grew up in Phoenix and mm-hmm. one night driving down the road with my mom from, I think I was coming home from like church or something. So I went to like this like kids church thing on, on weekdays at night and we came home and there's just these crazy UFOs in the sky. And originally it was called like the Phoenix lights because I was in like Phoenix, Arizona. And you could look this up on YouTube. You can't find much anymore because they've like deleted a lot of the videos for some reason, but it's called the Phoenix Lights, and there's a lot of theories on what they are, but you know, I saw them in person with my eyes when I was a kid, and it was crazy, man. Hold on, say, like, hold on, say, you you actually witnessed the Phoenix Lights, the Phoenix Lights? Yeah, when I was eight. Oh, wow, that's amazing, man. Yeah, I I know of I've I've I haven't researched it, but I've looked online. I've seen I've I've seen that documentary on it. And wow. Yeah. There's some definitely. Yeah. I think, what was that? 97 or something or. Yeah. Yeah. 97 was the first one. And uh-huh. then they appeared like one or two more times and then they haven't have it since then. Yeah. That's, that was a major, major event. I'm surprised you even know what that is. Most people have no idea what that even is. They have to go look it up. Yeah. I went through a time when I was doing a lot of ufo research i don't know why i was just like really into it for a while yeah for sure but um yeah phoenix lights is definitely um definitely i mean i've listened to some of the people who are interviewed and wow man yeah it's it's amazing man sure yeah pretty wild i end up having like nightmares about it because it scared me when I was a little kid now really? something like that really wouldn't bother me but like mm-hmm. nowadays or back then I just like I was like what was that it was it rocked my whole world because I was like I wasn't necessarily aware of any of those things no yeah I mean definitely I mean I've heard some adults who have just they they really get freaked out when they see UFOs and they just it yeah it really it really scares the heck out of them man so <laughs> Yeah, I totally understand where they're coming from, though. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, we're so, like, desensitized to believe that, you know, this 3D reality is, you know, all there is. And, you know, if, if we live in an infinite, like, an infinite universe and God's universe is infinite, right, then, mm-hmm. you know, there's got to be something out there. You know, the chances of there not being something is, like, basically impossible, yeah, I, I mean, my heart tells me what I saw was otherworldly, was not of this world, um, but that's that's just what my heart t- tells me. So, 
yeah, same here, man. I, I know what you mean. And there's a lot of talk about like Project Bluebeam. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. I've heard a um, little bit about it. I'm not, I'm not real familiar with it though, but. So it's basically like a military project and it's canceled now. They, I don't really believe that they um, with that anymore. Mm-hmm. They had some plans with it, but I think that that's going to go. Things in the sky make them look really real. And, um, and, you know, so I heard that like some form of like military test with Phoenix lights, but I could be, it could be real. I don't know. I really don't think I'll ever truly know. It felt really real. I know that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cool, man. So, so then, so then take me back. So you, you said you, um, got your GED. Right, right. So here, uh, since we weren't recording, uh, when I said that, I'll say it again. So basically, when I was in high school, you know, I was a, I was a kicker for football. I grew up playing soccer, so I wanted to, like, try out football. And so I tried, like, being a receiver and kicker. And, you know, I was decent at being a receiver, but I didn't really know how to play the game that well. And I wasn't that passionate about it, but I really uh-huh. liked kicking. And so I began, like, being a kicker in high school, and I got really good at it, like, like really good at it and was invited like showcases so i could get nationally in california and after my my awakening but um my spiritual awakening in high school like when i was 14 as a freshman in high school and it totally rocked my world and i became known all around the school as like that crazy truther kid and this is before any valley became more mainstream like that this is in like 2018 like you know i guess after 2012 it became a little more mainstream but you know definitely not where i lived at the time in, in phoenix arizona and you know it was it was a wild ride you know i got in front of all the teachers you know i was everybody watched my social media and what i posted and you know eventually like the school didn't agree with something that I handed me earlier. And so that was after football. So I'll take a little bit, a little step back. So that happened junior year when I was about to turn 17. But the year before, I was still playing football, even when I was like, uh, like more of a truther and stuff like that. And I still ended up playing football and all that. I ended up getting ranked like as the 16th best kicker in my class in the country. And, you know, I could have gone to pretty much any school I wanted. Good grades. But then entrepreneurship. So I quit football, even though I could have gone to colleges that care about the school part of college. Really, now I really care about any of that stuff as much i still like playing sports i love basketball and football and surfing but which i just had to separate myself that's where i was being guided so eventually i quit football the next school year started up i still was like person that everybody was really confused by and and really wanted to like know more they either wanted to know more thought i was crazy there's pretty much no in between so that year after I quit football, I ended up getting suspended from school for a week about saying is which I was right about because it has. And, uh, you know, and so I ended up getting suspended and parents were pissed. They were so mad. They were so mad that I quit. I'm so mad that I was suspended. So they didn't God's plan for me, what in store for me. And so I ended up doing online school. Online school became like a forester. I started like building and all this stuff. And I was only 16 at the time. And at the same time, my parents had gotten divorced. You know, my mom started using hard drugs, and I was living through that, having like criminals and dealers at my house all the time. And you know, it was terrible, man. And that's where I really went through the dark night of the soul and that led me into something called organite because none of those past businesses really worked out for me 
but I found the one that did and I found one that was for me and that's Organite. So, um, so yeah, I'll leave it there and then we can talk more if you have any, have any questions. So that all led me to Organite and which led me to where I am now. Okay. Okay. So I guess you had like a vision of Organite or, or, or how did that? Yeah. Yeah. So as after my parents got divorced, I had dropped out of school, started mm-hmm. my own business as at 16, living in a small apartment with my mom and, you know, all that happened. And, you know, I mean, I, yeah. Yeah. Um, actually we, we might need to, um, try to reconnect cause I'm, I'm, I'm losing you here. Uh, unfortunately. Sure. Can you hear me okay now? Yeah, I can. I I can hear you now. Yeah. Okay, cool. I moved into a different room. Where did okay. you lose me? Uh, let's see here. Sort of, kind of the part. Sort of, kind of the part in and out where you were talking about your uh, your experience with DMT and and um, your your powerful um, experience with DMT. Do you remember exactly where I left off? This is kind of a, a longer story. Um, yeah, see, so you're talking about DMT and uh, you you got the DMT from the, the, the guy and then you had that um, experience and uh, with DMT and you had sort of a vision, I guess, or, or um, the very powerful vision. Right. And so the first thing I was shown on that DMT, like God showed himself to me. And in the Bible, it says that the creator is so bright that you can't even look at him. Uh-huh. And, you know, I, I never really understood that, but it always felt like somewhat true to me when I felt that truth in my body. And, you know, like I see this throne. The first thing I see when I break through on DMT, I like enter this like white realm, like heaven or something like that. And uh-huh. it, the energy was so strong. Like it was literally like, like so strong like i've to this day like i've never experienced anything even close to the the strength of that energy that i felt in that experience but you know i saw this golden throne of light and you know the creator was sitting on it and i i didn't i couldn't see him like i i the light was so bright that it literally like made me bow Mm -hmm. and like like in the bible it says like like in the new world in the new earth all knees will bow Mm -hmm. and so that that's a literal thing and a figurative thing because, you know, people will be, uh, in other words, it's just saying people will be of the light and that's what it's basically saying. And then after that, it had showed me, uh, God showed me how he created the earth. Like basically in the Bible, it says, let there be light. Right. And so if you think of it from that perspective, um, God created the world from darkness, right? Just like we're born out of our mother's womb, which is darkness. So I was basically like, in this giant void which felt like the womb with god and then god basically manifested the earth into physical reality just like the steps it shows in genesis like Uh identical and i was just wow and like first it showed the world then it showed the earth and then it showed like things like material things like trees animals people being created and i was just like wow and you know, I believe that the universe doesn't really have a beginning or an end. It's always existing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, so when, but, you know, I don't think that there's always been physical reality. I think physical reality was totally created for sure. Um, you know, definitely. But even before physical reality, there was still a universe and there was still, still God in my perspective. Um, but anyways, after that, after I was basically shown how the world was created, which was totally blew me away. And, you know, it's hard to even put into words because, mm-hmm. you know, when you go up into those realms, like, you know, it's not like you're talking, you don't, you have a voice, you don't have a body to use your vocals and talk with mm-hmm. everything up in those, in those realms, you know, other people who have done, done these kinds of plant medicines probably know what I'm talking about, but everything up there is, is telepathy. So if somebody talks to you, no, they don't actually talk. You'll hear it in your mind. And there's like, it's complete transparency and oneness. Nobody, nobody can hide a thought. Everybody hears everybody's thoughts. And it's like, 
there's a word for this. Um, it's a type of communication. It's it's like uh, telepathy, but there's an actually word. There's an actual word for it. I forget the word, but it's a it's a different kind of communication. And so down here in in the earthly realms, we have an ego which allows us to be an individual and to talk. You know, if I didn't if I didn't have an ego, I wouldn't be able to talk to you on this conversation right now. But up uh-huh. there in those really high realms, uh-huh. you don't you don't need one because everybody hears everything. Uh-huh. And and yeah, it's kind of it's kind of hard to perceive with our human mind. But after that, in that uh, in that vision in that experience, I basically was shown myself spreading like tens of thousands of organite pyramids and organite pieces across the world and so after that that's when my organite business really started to blow up uh-huh. and i i made like over forty five thousand dollars in sales in the first like six to eight months and i was only like 17 at the time actually I was, I was 17 going on 18 and you know i did really well and every every year since then i've done pretty well and you know i've been really blessed and like god has has put me on that journey and you know like there's a lot of like more like egyptian kind of doctrines regarding pyramids and organite Mm -hmm. but like you know i was always really led to like stay away from that kind of stuff because Mm -hmm. you know in my opinion a lot of like the egypt stuff is is basically really similar to like luciferianism and like the dark arts you Mm -hmm. you know what that Mm is yeah Um, well i know a little bit about it but not a lot but yeah yeah so I've, i've always tried to stay away from the the Egypt stuff, you know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of like really Egypt, like almost Egypt worship in the spiritual community. And, yes. you know, I was always like, God always kind of like guided me away from that. Uh-huh. Not that I like was afraid of it or fear mongered by it or anything. Uh-huh. I just simply just something felt off to me. So, uh-huh. you know, and, and so like he showed me basically building pyramids to serve the creator, not to serve any kind of like past timeline or society or things like that. And uh-huh. so I always and so I always like stress this now like even when I sell organite and teach people how to build organite like we're not doing this to like recreate Egypt or any of those old societies that fell uh-huh. and uh-huh. so at the time during that vision I had thought that you know maybe maybe that was me who's going to be spreading all of those tens of thousands of organite pyramids but that wasn't fully true Uh because I have a course now which I was guided to create like a whole online school on how to create Organite and have a successful business building Uh Organite and you know that's been a a huge success you know a huge success in the past year since I've launched it Uh Um, so it basically be myself and all my students spreading that Organite across the world and that vision has come to come to pass perfectly just as I was shown and every single thing I saw in that vision on uh, on that DMT vision has come true 100%, even down to the places that I've lived. It showed me I would live in like Southern California. Uh-huh. And not not too shortly after that vision, I moved to Southern California. Or after that plant medicine experience, I moved there. And it wasn't in my control. It just happened out of nowhere. I met this guy who ended up becoming one of my best friends. His name was Taylor. And, uh-huh. and we went and moved to Southern California because he wanted to help me do Organite. And after and also in the vision it showed me moving to like this northern california in mount shasta which is a very spiritual place so my friend taylor and i moved up there Uh after that and so when we were living in southern california we were getting all these omens to go to mount shasta whether Uh it be from people or or whatever it's really strange it was really like god guided and so Uh we ended up packing our bags and driving 12 hours and at the time I had a suspended license because a a dirty cop had pulled me over and uh like gouged me on my on the speed and told me I was going over 100 and I was going like 90 Uh so I got my license suspended but it was all a a blessing in disguise and all this stuff so Uh basically I ended up moving there then I moved back to Phoenix then to Hawaii and then back to Phoenix again and back to Hawaii so now I'm in Hawaii now and I'm here to stay in Hawaii this time and uh, it's just been a wild ride. Everything that that uh, that came, everything that I was shown on that vision came true perfectly. Mm-hmm. And even down to like meeting somebody who took me to to Southern California to live there, who happened to be one of my best friends. And you know, like, and another like totally interesting thing is like one of my best friends, Taylor, who I'd lived there with. Like Taylor, Taylor died, and so he's no longer around. And so like 
I just look back at the past couple years and Mm -hmm. like, it's just been insane, man. Like God has guided me like Mm -hmm. so much. And I just, I believe in God so deeply after everything that I've experienced. Yeah. Um, to, to be honest with you, I, I really didn't, you know, I've, I, I, I saw your, your Instagram and, and the Oregon Eye and I wasn't so sure about it, to be honest with you. I was kind of like, well, I don't know about all this. And, but I I really felt compelled to, um, to just reach out and interview you. Cause I was like, just, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't can't even explain it, man, to be honest with you, but that's really interesting, man. It's probably that little like God guided nudge. Like I've had people come to me and say uh, very similar things. Uh-huh. I find that so interesting. And yeah, like there's been times where I've wanted to like ditch organize like too. And like, there's always something that has happened because it's happened like two or three times. Or I'd say uh-huh. three, um, where I'm just like, get this like divine guidance to like, not, not give up on it and keep going. Uh-huh, uh-huh. and and yeah it's just really interesting and you know so last yeah, year or go ahead i gotta ask you about um mount shasta um just because i've ha- I've heard so many stories about mount shasta and um, oh yeah i'm all ears some of them are um uh you know i i, I don't i don't know what to believe man <laughs> you know the stories that i hear did you have any uh experiences with it at mount shasta or oh yeah definitely i had some wild experiences mm-hmm. uh some people don't even believe me when i there's a car in the background sorry for the background noise um okay. some people don't even believe me when i when i talk about it yeah yeah but basically i had a bunch of experiences lots of ufos mm-hmm. going in like these giant cavern tunnel systems under the mountain that's what I've heard a lot about. The yeah, those are those are really real. I've I've literally physically been in them multiple times. Wow. And then I've heard a couple missing persons cases up there that um, uh, many years ago people have gone. They just kind of disappear. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Anyway, so so I don't know if. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, like presence up there. You can feel it. Uh-huh. Also, I believe it's the most uh, the the number one spot in the world for UFO sightings. And so there's a lot of stuff that's happening. You'll see a UFO almost every night uh-huh. if you look up in the sky. It's pretty wild. I saw some like I saw. I don't know if it was a comet or a UFO, but it appeared and it went across the entire sky like the brightest light it lit up the entire sky like it was daytime and i saw that i saw like lights going in and out of the top of the mountain like flying Mm -hmm. not cars but like flying Mm -hmm. and then i had a really interesting experience going down in the caves uh this place called pluto's cave which is a gigantic cave that is so big man i went down for over two and a half hours straight down there and I was nowhere even close to the end like it goes on for like hundreds of miles it's pretty crazy wow it's crazy man so then you kind of felt drawn to Hawaii is that is that, is that yeah like- yeah so so I ended up not being able to build Organite in Mount Shasta because it was winter at the time and it was really cold mm-hmm. so when you build organite, you need to build it, you know, tropical weather is the best weather for organite because you work with a resin that has to cure at a certain temperature to harden. Um, And so that didn't really work. I was really upset. So I ended up moving back in with my dad in Arizona, Phoenix, and I started my organite business up again. And, uh, and then I ended up moving into Scottsdale with a couple of buddies of mine at the time. And then Fast forward, fast forward, I got in really deep into fasting and had some more traumatic things happen in my life. And one day my roommate and I, when we were living in Scottsdale, we went off-roading in his Jeep. And basically, I, so we stop at this like ditch and I get out and there's a coyote like right near us, like right next to us. And the coyote, like this is, this is another really wild story and it's a lot shorter of a story. Um, 
But the coyote I got out because I felt called to go up to it. And the coyote stayed there and it laid at my feet, like right in front of me. It was literally the craziest thing I've ever, ever, ever heard and or ever like seen like even maybe in more than the EMT experience like uh-huh. having a wild coyote like this animal that I had felt so connected with growing up just lay like right in front of me at my feet like very close to me wow and it wouldn't let me pet it but it was not afraid or aggressive or anything like that it just laid at my feet and the coyote then walked away because I tried to like go go up to it you know, but it didn't run away. It just gently walked away and it looked at me and it just kept walking. And that same day, my friend had got this, like, he's like, Hey, Cher, you want to go to Hawaii? And I just felt called to just like completely drop everything I had set up in my life in Arizona, sell all my stuff and just book a one way to Hawaii. And that's exactly what I did. And, you know, shortly after that, I had stopped fasting because I was fasting a lot. I was on like a 67 day fast Uh and um, you know, that did some damage to my body. I don't really recommend like excessive fasting to people anymore, but Uh that's what I was really into. And, you know, like there's a time and a place for fasting. Don't get me wrong, but, um, but yeah, I was like overdoing it like to a, to a, on a crazy level. So you know, I had to repair my body for a while. And when I got to the islands, I went to Maui and I met my partner who I'm with today, Kat, met her in Maui. And, you know, we ended up, you know, both kind of just surrendering our previous lives and life that we had built for ourselves. And we ended up just going together and neither of us had any money. We ended up buying, I ended up buying like a van and we did like van life for a while. Uh-huh. Then our van broke down uh-huh. and with no money. And, you know, we ended up getting donations from a person who I still work with to this day. And he really helped us out, get a little more situated. And, you know, even then we, you know, we still just, it just didn't work out for us. It just wasn't in alignment. And, uh-huh. you know, so we couldn't really, we didn't end up staying in a house long term. And I ended up having to ask my dad for help because we had moved to a different island, Kauai, which is the island that I'm on now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, things just didn't really work out. I don't really shame myself for any of it. I did my best that I could at the time. But uh, we ended up moving back to Arizona. My dad helped us out. We had lived there for a year. And then that was that was uh, December 2019. We went back to Arizona. and Or November, I'm sorry. November 2019. So we went back to Arizona. And then, you know, we were both really beat up and like upset because we just like, like thought we failed at building our dream life Uh in Hawaii. And so it took us a while to recover from that. You know, we were homeless twice and, you know, we we slept in a storage locker for like three weeks at one point, Uh Um, you know, and yeah, it was, it was rough. It really was, but I don't, I don't regret any of it. I wouldn't change it if I had to go back and change it, but Uh Um, so ended, we ended up going to uh, Arizona, and that's when we got the idea to make an Organite course. And what better place to make it where I already like, like, you know, I'm I'm already like more set up in Arizona. So I made my Organite course, and I started building Organite again. Uh-huh. And because at the time living in Hawaii, I, I wanted to quit. I didn't want to like do it anymore. I just uh-huh. wasn't feeling it. I was really burnt out. I'd received a lot of hate from people uh-huh. who were just like just not good people and Uh trying to like hate on me and like all the things that I share and Uh all that, which really like messed me up because I wasn't, you know, as strong of a person as I am today. I really took a lot of these people's opinions to heart Uh and it took me to this, uh, through this really deep journey, you know, this really deep, like trauma healing journey. And that was basically my whole 2020. And I ended up moving to Sedona and I, I really healed a lot in Sedona. I really uh-huh. love that place. I had loved that place since I was a kid. And, you know, I lived there about half the time I lived in Phoenix. And, you know, we ended up getting a new car after we launched our Organite course, which is the Jeep we have now. It's like an orange Jeep. And we ended up making that like a van life. And we ended up living in that in Sedona and traveling the West Coast as we were trying to build our Organite course. And, uh-huh. um, and yeah, so it was, it's been really hard at times, you know, relying on just just uh, like a single product for full-time income, but it's worked. And, you know, God keeps guiding me to just keep trusting and putting more energy into it because I really believe that it's, it's going to be really big. And, you know, cause that's what I'm constantly shown. I don't 
you know, I'd, and that's what I feel in my in my heart. You know, I just feel like Oregon Academy is going to grow a lot. And so basically, long story short, um, we ended up building up the business a little bit and getting some funds saved and we moved back to Hawaii. And so now we're in Kauai right now. We got here last month. We're in our house now and we're doing pretty dang well. It's the first time we've ever really had what we've wanted like set up. And, you know, we're pretty much, pretty much where we want to be. Like, and we have great neighbors, dream neighborhood. There's waterfalls on the mountain behind where I live. My neighbor has like a 30 acre property with a private waterfall. And go to it whenever I want. There's fruit everywhere. Like it's just, it's a dream, man. And I just, I feel like I, I really, since I gave my whole life to like the divine, Uh I just, I feel like this was my reward for that. But before I couldn't see any of this. Like I could never, I could never imagine where I'm living today. Like I never really imagined this once. Uh And I just feel like since I made the choice to follow the divine, in in the way that felt congruent to me, because everybody everybody's own journey following the divine is going to look a little bit different. Nobody's is going to be the same. And so it'll look a little bit different for everyone, but I feel like this is my reward, I guess, you know, and the ultimate reward is like having this life and home and lifestyle maintained and, and grown from here. And I just feel like I'm at this really good spot where I can help a lot of people. And so, yeah, that's pretty much my story on how I've got to where I am. And I've never really told that full story anywhere before. So I really appreciate the opportunity to share. Yeah, man. Thanks for, thanks for sharing that. That's, a, that's awesome, man. And, and yeah, one of the, th- I was, I was watching um, one of your videos uh, from your website and you mentioned uh, cl- uh, clear uh, uh, how energy gets stuck in a home or, and how the, Organite can clear the home. Is that, am I, am I saying that right? Or Yeah, definitely. So if you look before 1812 about, you look at all the, the world's buildings that were built. They're very different style than the buildings they are today. Mm-hmm. So there's something called biogeometry, which is basically how things are, how shapes work and how things are built in accordance with nature. And so all before the, the 1800s, you'll see all these old ancient buildings that were all a little bit different. The energy of them, when you look at them, it feels more harmonious and balanced. If you look at a lot of these old cathedrals built, built in the 1700s and before, uh, just a lot of these buildings, they're not like, they're not like rectangles, you know, they're not skyscrapers. They're not uh-huh. cubicles, you know what I mean? And they're yeah. a lot different. Uh-huh. And so basically, and I give, I tell people this, I tell people to do this all the time. Like if you live in a, like a square home, right? like just it kind of boxes in your your consciousness and it it limits your ability for your consciousness to expand and it's like if you walked outside in nature you'd probably have a whole different stream of of thought Uh rather than if you're sitting in a room that is shaped like a rectangle and so that's what i tell people it's a really easy way to see and feel the difference Uh and so my whole point is like, let's bring nature into our homes. Let's bring all the same kind of energies, the oxygen from nature. You know, I recommend a lot more than just organized, of course, but my philosophy is like, let's make our homes like feel like nature as much as possible. And so for an energetic standpoint, great place to start would be getting like an organite pyramid in your house or some sort of device like that. And so that will bring you the same kinds of energies that are in nature because the biogeometry of nature and how things form is basically replicated with a pyramid and so that's why people like get a lot more downloads like you could say downloads or like <laughs> like light bulbs or whatever in their mind you know whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. ideas and things like that when they have a pyramid in their house and you know things seem to go smoother when they have some sort of energy device in their house Yeah, that that part um really attracted me um for some reason. I'm Interesting. Sure. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, I got I guess I'm kind of into um clearing of the home like, you know, sometimes shamans they'll 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 clear a home for you or whatever if you need it cleared or right, or like a like a priest or something too. 
Yes, yes, yes. It's a sort of the same, sort of kind of the same idea. Yeah, definitely. And Organite's really similar. You know, mm-hmm. like if I were to go clear a home, what I would do is I would, I would sage. There'd be a couple of things I would do. It takes some time, but I would sage every corner of the house, every little corner, crevice behind the doors and all yep. that. And yeah. then I would put an Organite pyramid. There's a lot of other things you can do, but like that's a really simple way. And then I would just pray as well. And, mm-hmm. you know, that, that usually will do the trick. Cool, man. Um, so is there, are there any other reasons why people would need something like that or, 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 um, yeah, so there's a lot of reasons for organize. So EMFs uh-huh. are, are a total like hidden pandemic. And I think that there's hundreds of different patents on EMFs and how they affect human psychology, how they affect the human nervous system, how they can mani- even manipulate the human nervous system. And, you know, even with Wi-Fi routers, you know, the 5G, the, the satellite towers of 5G, the yeah, do, have you ever the listened to lines in the earth. Have you ever listened to Luke's story podcast? Yeah, I love Luke's story. I love what he has to say, actually. Yeah, um, he's really into the, that EMF thing. He really um, thinks that it, it, uh, he, he's got a whole, like, I think he's got a whole, like, uh, course or something. Yeah, he has like an EMF masterclass, probably that shows you like the basics of EMFs. Yeah. Probably talks a lot about like dirty electricity and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's that's... yeah, and so and so with Organite or go ahead. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Oh, no worries. So with Organite, basically it's something that will help out all the different kinds of EMFs. You know, I I love stacking a lot of EMF devices and and, uh, and uh, ways to mitigate, you know, like I love using Organite with a bunch of other devices too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I love Organite so much, but unless I have some form of like active protection, which is like an actively pulsed frequency, I wouldn't just rely on Organite. That's why I teach my students to like build two or three different kinds of Organite to have mm-hmm. like a full range of protection and to just kind of make it a hobby to, to, um, like to collect a bunch of like EMF kind of devices, you know, because the more the better, even the more organized, the better. But one pyramid, you know, one pyramid will, you know, I've seen it like cause huge changes in people's lives, you know, and that's just one pyramid without any of the, uh, without anything extra. And so I never necessarily underestimate the power of, of one single pyramid that's built properly. And I, even Luke's story has uh, some organized as well. He has pyramids. And and um, just just to, how can people get in touch with you? Is is or or look to look for your class? What what's the website? Yeah, so my main Instagram is Sharon Cat. So we also have a YouTube that we're going to be growing. We have our YouTube all set up right now. We got like about a thousand subscribers on there, but it's not too big yet. Um, but our Instagram is doing pretty well. It's at Sharon Cat. And so if you want to learn how to build Organite, if you want to learn how to build it the right way because there's so many courses uh, like eBooks and YouTube videos and things like that. And I would, I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend anyone learns from there because, mm-hmm. you know, I spent over two, three years learning how to build Organite from trial and error, you know, and I, I believe that my friend Taylor, uh, who I told you passed away earlier, he was really big into Organite and, you know, he developed this, this tumor, uh, it was like a 23 inch tumor and a really rare type of cancer from he, but what he believes, and I believe too, is from radiation poisoning from uh, improperly built organite. Cause he used to like have like tons of organite. Like I'm talking like 30, 20, 30 pyramids, like mm-hmm. tons of organite on him at all the time. He would travel around the country and high stress. And you know, when organite is built wrong, it can actually amplify radiation. So he was driving through these cities with 5G and all these things, thinking he was protected and not knowing that it was really affecting him deep down. And I still believe to this day, like a large part of what caused his death was uh, was improperly built organite that gives off uh, something called negative vertical green radiation. Mm-hmm. And I also had a lot of bad experiences with that too. You know, I've had like, when I was having more health issues, I noticed that 
I was covered and surrounded by pyramids built the wrong way. Mm-hmm. And it's another car, one sec. So I noticed that I was surrounded by pyramids that were built the wrong way. And I ended up having like multiple seizures, a lot of nervous system disorders, mm-hmm. uh, autoimmune stuff. And once I got rid of all those pyramids that were built the wrong way, my health improved. And, you know, I basically was on a whole new trajectory. And so, you know, I talk about this a lot, the eight-sided plus pyramid awareness, things like that, building pyramids correctly. And this is why I would never recommend somebody to go learn off of YouTube because you're just going to get likely dangerous advice. And, uh, you know, the people don't have bad intentions. They just don't really know what they're doing. Yeah. And so I've really done the work. I've really, like, been in the mud, like, learning this stuff for a while. And I truly believe there's no better place on earth to learn how to build organize and start your own business than from somebody who literally was handed by God that purpose. You know what I mean? Like I really believe that's my my a large part of my purpose is organize and spreading organize. And and, and, um, and is that part of the part of the class? Do you do you teach like placement uh, in the home and, and? Oh yeah, I teach everything. So the course, I want to talk a little bit about that. I know you're wanting to hear. So my course is called Orgone Academy. So O-R-G-O-N-E Academy. And you can look that up on Instagram or go to orgoneacademy.com. And so basically the course has over 30 modules, 13, 14 hours of content. We have about a hundred members right now. Mm-hmm. About, um, about 16 of them are working full-time building Organite. The rest are either on their way to that or just making passive income. It really depends on what the person wants. But a lot of them are building full-time, some of them within just a few months uh, full-time. So, And there's a lot of stuff to learn. Literally anything that you – any question that you could ever have about Organite is answered in that course, Um, you know. And I've added to it, like, over – we launched last year in February 2020. And I've added so much to it as we've gone and we'll continue adding it. And the course is being like professionally edited and, you know, all of it's just really professional, really like high tech, looks really good, looks very modern, really easy to use. Mm -hmm. It's a whole entire platform. It's not just like a little course you buy, like it's an entire platform. And, you know, I would recommend it to anybody who's serious about this like path on building Organite and who's interested in Organite because I've seen some of the most crazy testimonials and transformations from people because I really didn't know what to expect when I launched it. I had gotten a lot of good customer feedback from my own Organite, but I never really got much feedback um, like from students who I had taught building Organite, you know, and now some of them are making, making more than I am. Like they're making like over six figures and Mm -hmm. building Organite and it's just like, it's great. And, you know, some of them, um, like don't some of them I've had to like you know not talk to over the over the years like people who I taught before Oregon Academy launched um because they just like don't agree with me on pyramids built wrong and a lot of them don't really they just have a lot of cognitive dissonance so I don't really talk to them anymore and I just focus on the people who really care more about others and uh not people who are just in it for the money because Mm -hmm. you know I watched I watched money kind of make people turn turn if that makes sense you know what I mean because money yeah. amplifies who we are deep down it's not necessarily a bad thing but if, if somebody you know isn't like whole and complete in themselves they're only gonna money's only gonna amplify that you know what I mean yeah yeah definitely understand what you're saying it's kind of like they're more money money mindset than um you know um, maybe healing mindset or something right yeah I totally understand Cool, man. Wow. This is really interesting. Um, so, so what's the, um, is there something that, is there something that people should know not to do or? <laughs> yeah. So a lot of, a lot of organite out there is built with, first of all, it comes from China. And so you'll see all the organite in these little crystal shops with uh, made with like plastic resin and, all these ingredients that aren't really going to do anything and it, you can't test it. Okay. When you do test it, it'll just get negative results and Mm -hmm. you know, it doesn't really do much. And so in biogeometry, something that I've studied, just like the geometry of objects and things like that and how they affect human psychology um, Mm -hmm. and things like that. Like 
some some objects will basically create this flow of consciousness where new ideas come through and new things, uh, new th patterns of thought come through. And then other shapes and patterns will actually do the opposite. And it will actually like almost close the mind and like keep you in a certain part of your brain. Mm -hmm. And it's very interesting how things, how things like that are. And so basically what I'm saying is that some organite can actually have a, a locking effect on someone's consciousness while at the same time amplifying other radiations around the pyramid. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so that, that's a big issue for me. Cause I, I really got to like, like make myself clear on like, you know, like this is what we do. This is what we don't do. And so basically I always tell students to build a pyramid with eight sides or over. And so if you look around the world, all of the remaining pyramids that have the least damage are all eight sided or more. And all the ones with less than eight sided are either completely gone or they're extremely damaged. Mm -hmm. And this is because they don't necessarily stand the test of time. And mm -hmm. I built many, many pyramids with less than eight sides. Um, and I've watched them deteriorate over a couple years and these are just normal organite pyramids and I've built ones that are eight-sided that look brand new for years and so you know like I haven't built organite pyramid or eight-sided organite pyramids for that many years yet only two but I have yet to see any of even close to the same results that I saw from building them the wrong way and so basically all the ancient pyramid builders knew that to get the best uh like energetic harmonics with the pyramid and the most healing benefits, the most long-term healthy energy emanating from the pyramid, they knew that they had to add extra sides. And so it might sound funny to somebody who's just learning this, but if you study something called torsion, which is basically how fast energy spins, mm -hmm. like we've all heard of our toroidal field and our energy field and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And so basically if something doesn't have enough sides geometrically, it's not going to have enough torsion to have an actual energy field. And so a, a pyramid that's built with less than eight sides, like if you're looking from a geometric standpoint, it doesn't actually have a full toroidal field. And that's what causes it to not, uh, not produce those long-term results. And so there's, there's tons of tests on four-sided pyramids out there where they help food grow and all this stuff. But it's like, that's great. But I'm looking at long-term. I'm looking at the amounts of radiation coming from the pyramids built the wrong way. I'm looking at people's mm -hmm. side effects, you know, like sure you can build plants, sure you might feel an energy shift, but it's not going to be what you are looking for long-term. So the initial feeling that you might get from one of those pyramids might be good. It might be bad, you know, but we're looking for this really good harmonic feeling that's going to last our like entire lifetime. Mm -hmm. So that's what I like when I when somebody gets a pyramid like I don't want that to not work in like four or five years I want them I want I want it to uh, work perfectly like it was the day that I built it mm -hmm. and so you know eight-sided pyramids I say this on my Instagram or Academy they stand the test of time and so every pyramid that's still standing in good shape all the Mayan pyramids all the ones in Mexico the great pyramids they're all eight-sided mm -hmm. and you know I think that alone is the biggest proof um, about building it because these these people were really knowledgeable about building pyramids and you know I, I go really deep on why they did what they did and things like that yeah that's cool that's, that's good advice man for sure right and then uh, what I've noticed as well is that a lot of the organite out there isn't really like very eco-friendly it's made with toxic epoxy mm -hmm. resin which is basically liquid plastic mm -hmm. and so you know they're spreading all these microplastics everywhere which isn't good so, and go ahead so so what what um what is it the organite actually made out of i mean what 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 is the material right so sure sure so basically like i said the other ones that are built wrong are usually made with like plastic and so it's not necessarily that plastic is bad, but you want to use some sort of like organic compound that is natural and not going to hurt the earth, right? So okay. even switching to an epoxy resin that is natural, right? Like an eco-friendly one that's made from, from plants rather than, than uh, like synthetic plastics, right? Mm -hmm. So you'd basically have this like compostable plant plastic that it's made out of that is not going to be spreading microplastics and things that hurt your endocrine system and uh, 
immune system or the environment. So long story short, mm-hmm. what we build them with is high quality um, natural resin. So that's a big one. You know, there's not anybody else out there building with natural resins. There's just not like there's no other organite class out there that shows you how to do it all eco-friendly or have a business that's all eco-friendly with like zero carbon footprint or anything like that. It just, it just doesn't exist. There's really nothing out there like Oregon Academy. Um, And another thing that people use is metal shavings. And so if you fill up a cup with metal shavings, if you look really closely, you're not going to fill the entire cup surface area with metal shavings, right? So imagine if you pour like a metal powder in a cup, it's going to take up every little tiny little particle in space of that cup. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so basically it's the same in organite. So if you, if you, um, if you build organite with metal shavings, it's not going to fill the whole, the whole pyramid, the whole piece of organite with the metal shavings. And so it's not going to conduct very well. Mm -hmm. You know, it might conduct a little bit, you might get a little bit of results, but nothing even close to using something called atomized metals, which I, uh, which is what I teach. And so these are basically powdered metals in an atomized form, meaning that they're single atom metals. So they're so tiny and they're not necessarily nano nanotech, but they are so tiny that they fit the entire surface area of the pyramid and can cause the pyramid to be extremely conductive and extremely powerful. And so I have videos of a pyramid that I've built or any of the pyramids that I build for that matter, um, you know, with electricity and plasma coming off the top of the pyramid, coming off all angles of the pyramid. And so with these other kinds of pyramids that are built with these plastics and not proper ingredients, like you're never going to see any conductivity coming off of that pyramid. Um, you know, I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the way they look, the pictures on you that you have on your Instagram are there, they actually look really cool too. I mean, it's something I would, I would just, I'd like to have in my house and I don't even, I, you know, even if, you know what I'm saying? Like they're aesthetically pleasing. For sure, man. Yeah. Yeah. I think that it's basically art at the same time. Mm -hmm. So I'm basically teaching in the art industry. And if you think about it, like, you know, the art industry never can become saturated, you know, like it doesn't matter how many like nice oil painters and stuff there is out there, you know, there's always going to be a demand for art Mm -hmm. for some form of art. And so that's why I really love organite and teaching it this way because there's no saturation in the market everybody's art and everybody's organite is completely unique none of them ever look the same and so it basically um it basically creates this gigantic marketplace for it and you know even though they all build organite with the same foundational structure and the same rules and ingredients um you know all of them are completely different and you couldn't really tell which is pretty cool yeah, that, that is cool, man. It's cool. Yeah, I love I love your Instagram, man. I love seeing your post and everything like that. Um, I appreciate that, man. Thanks so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love um, I love I love what you guys are doing, man. It's really cool, and and I'm glad I got to connect and and learn and learn more, man. This is a really uh, fascinating area. I really appreciate that, man. Thank you. And so if anyone who's listening wants to find our Instagram again or what we're about, you can go to orgonacademy.com or you can go to our Instagram at orgonacademy. You can also watch the first module for free on our website. You'll just notice a little pop-up come up so you can get to know it. There's a lot of info on our website as well, what's within the course. We have about 100 members now. Um, I want to get it up to like a couple thousand. That's my goal. I want 5,000 members. It's my long-term goal. And right now we're out, we're at a, about a hundred. So, you know, if for the people out there who are feeling called to, to shift their, their life in a positive direction on a more spiritual path, you know, I really recommend doing organite or some kind of something like that. You know, not everybody in the spiritual community or everybody's going to feel called to organite, but the right people will. And so, uh, you know, if that's you, I'd recommend going to our Instagram and website. And are you guys going to be doing a podcast soon or, or can you mention something? Yeah. Yeah. So our main account is at Sharon cat, my partner and I share it and we, uh, and we're building it together. And so we are going to be doing a podcast. So that's not necessarily set up yet, but that will be around shortly. And we'll definitely have some episodes 
talking about Oregon Academy and things like that. And, um, and yeah, and I also have a, a free Organite training coming out here in the next couple of weeks where people can uh, learn on a webinar and things like that. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely looking, definitely uh, post, post that when you guys get your, um, get your podcast started. I'm definitely interested. Definitely. I'm really excited to share more. All right, man. Is there anything else you want to say or? That's pretty much it. You know, I, I'm just, uh, I'm really grateful that you had me on, man.